Dans ce rap bis, on est arrivé les mains dans les poches. À l'époque, c'était en voile beat, on fait le truc à la rage. Et laisse parler la rage. Moi et mes potes, on veut graver ça dans la roche. On a la dalle et rien dans le beat. When my DJ friend Green Giant told me about Ivan Jacquemet, aka Peacemaker, I searched online and I found that a beatmaker is the person who comes up with melodies, drum patterns and loops. If you put it that way, it sounds easy. I mean, easy if you know how to make beats. But making a living by making beats is a different story. So in my interview with Peacemaker, I discovered not only the artistic side of the job, but also the business behind it and how... He managed to have a 15-year career dedicated solely to producing beats. By the way, the piece you're listening to right now is produced by Peacemaker for the artist Sniper. Thank you very much, Ivan, for being here and uh, to be part of my podcast. I'm very happy. Um, your job is a very unique one, so I would love to start by asking you to describe in a few words what is it that you do as a beat maker. A beat maker is someone that makes the, the, the instrumental, the music part of a song in urban music. So he has um, or she has electronic material, electronic soft uh, or hardware too. Yeah, this is uh, how we do beats and it's how we, 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 we say it or, or productions. And then I propose uh, my beats to uh, different artists and sometimes I also work with the, with the artist directly uh, uh, on a special beat with inputs coming from the artist. I see. So you basically give uh, inspiration to the artist when you give him a, a beat and then he, can, he or she can uh, elaborate from that. Or the other way around and she has a, an idea and then you, you do the beat accordingly. Is that correct? Exactly, both work. Actually, it depends. Most of the time I prefer to have an input first from the artist so I know uh, more or less in which direction I have to go. Yeah, and when I work uh, on a whole album, this is also different because I need to have the big picture uh, and there's a lot of um, talk with the artist before beginning, to, before starting to work. This goes on for um, maybe uh, five, six months. Actually, I, I worked a lot with an artist, a Swiss uh, rapper called uh, Stress. He's a friend of mine. And uh, yeah, we worked together on four or, or five. These were four or five of his first albums. And it, it was really, for me, um, a great adventure, great experience because... Uh, We, are, we were really on the same boat from the very start, the re, the, from scratch to the end of the album, the, the end of the, the production, which ends with the, the, the mastering of all the songs. That's impressive. Um, can you just describe in, in a couple of words what is urban music? Okay, this is hard, but actually urban music is mostly rap or hip-hop, depends how you you call it. I would say this urban music is first, um, this is first Afro-American music. I mean, it's, it's um, made electronically, uh, usually. Can, we can add also some acoustic instruments or, or electric guitars or whatever, but, but uh, the, 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 the basis is made electronically and we have uh, rappers or, or singers uh, on it. 
Uh, now it's really hard to really to, to describe better than this because we have also urban pop. This is how we call it, for instance, for me, uh, Rihanna, Rihanna or, or Beyonce, they make urban pop. But first, initially they come from R&B, mm. which is part of uh, urban music. Okay, and I bet you've done this since you were very young and there was a passion that you had. How this, the, did this become a profession for you? Like, how did you start from the beginning? Actually, I played the piano uh, since, uh, since I was uh, eight years old. And when I was 13, I received uh, at my birthday, uh, how do you say that? It's a, a keyboard. Yeah, it was a keyboard. And I could really be, um, I could make the whole music with it. You know, there were drums, there were also guitars, uh, sound, guitar sounds on it. And this was really for me um, the starting point. From then on, I, I knew that I would do music in my life. And then, uh, yeah, step by step, I, I met also um, friends. We had different bands together. And um, at 16 or 17 years old, it was the beginning, the, yeah, the beginning of a, a French hip hop, French rap. And this was really uh, for me. Uh, then I knew that I would I would uh, go in in this uh, in this scene in this direction, hip hop. Yeah. And yeah, then. Uh, At 19, with my band, Double Pact, this was the first EP, so it's a short album, that was released. And uh, then, yeah, it went on and on, and, and I, had, I met people that, were, that had a, a good network in the, in the scene, and I could also meet um, French artists, and I began also to, to um, produce, to make beats for them. So I began to be professional at the age of uh, was 20, 23, 24, not before, 24, I would say. It took a long time. That means that you needed to sustain yourself uh, economically somehow. Did you have like, a side job before you became independent through, through this job, through your, your passion? Actually, my parents have helped me a lot. I had an apartment, but I didn't pay the whole fee for it, um, the whole uh, loan. Yeah, rent. rent. And yeah, we, also, we already got, I mean, with my band, Double Pact, we already got some money from, from the shows we did. So, uh, and then I made some beats for, uh, the first was Pete Bacardi or Hoff, uh, the first, let's say, uh, famous artist in France. And they, 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 they were su successful, and then uh, I, got, I got enough money to live on it uh, with, um, uh, its, uh, yeah, with uh, copyright publish and publishing. So you could actually, for, you told me, for, for about 15 years, you could live off of your passion and your, uh, your musical uh, artistry, which is, which is awesome. And then what happened in between? Because also there is an interesting aspect of technology kicking in, in during these you know, 20, 30 years uh, since you started. How did this evolve and uh, what, are you still able today to, uh, to do 100% beat making? Yeah, nowadays I'm not a beat maker 100%. I, I have also a job uh, beside as a teacher in uh, the SE Institute in Geneva. Uh, fortunately, it's, it's in the, the music area because I uh, teach um, music business there. So it's very interesting for me because I, was, I keep in touch with the younger people from the music scene. And uh, I also learn a lot of things because I also invite many uh, other teachers 
coming from the the, the, the music industry. So yeah, actually, I, it's it's really hard, I think, to to live long <laughs> as a beat maker. Actually, uh, in in the states, in in America, they able some of them are able to do it, but everything changes a lot. Of course, it's about let's say just fashion. Some beats are fashionable at the time, and then five years after, it's no more fashionable. And it's also um, related, of course, with the, all the the technologies. The, the um, new technologies coming maybe every four or five years. Yeah, you have to, to be able to adapt to this new technology. And now, uh, so I'm still beat making. It's about 30 to 40% of my time. And now I'm working with the uh, young beat makers and they are much better than me uh, about uh, the, the technologic side, you know. So I, I'm more in now in giving ideas, in having the artistic direction. Then they, they, they can help me also to, yeah, to have this technology side, the, the, the last um, fashion, how to make beats on how to make drums, for instance. And um, I don't really have time to, to check all the tutorials. Uh, you know, uh, in, uh, on YouTube or whatever, and and be able to be uh, always uh, on the point mm -hmm. with, with this technology. And for me, it's also interesting because I have this. Uh, that's what I like really now. It is to 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 transfer my experience mm -hmm. to to younger people and to be more in the artistic uh, direction and also in the in the business to help them also about publishing copyright because it's quite hard to understand how it works. I have a couple of questions about that. What are your main teachings, I say? What do you suggest and recommend to these young young people about the business of music? Which attention, you know, should they should they put to which topic? I don't want to go too much in details because it's also sometimes hard to understand in five sentences but uh, I think it's very important to speak about business when you have a band when you work with people uh, very early because when money comes when there is no money it's no problem <laughs> really <laughs> like Biggie said but when when money comes uh, then it's it's most of the time a problem if you if you didn't speak about it before and how much uh, who who takes what and why actually so and this is hard if you don't really know business but this is the first point speak about money when i mean in the case money comes my advice would be to, to yeah very quickly to to uh, to speak to, to someone who knows about business and who can really help and in switzerland it's a small market and this is it's it's hard because uh, sometimes it's hard for artists to know Uh, who can help them about about business and this is also I think um, I mean we do it in our school but it's a school it's a private school so it costs also money but um, uh, we have here in Switzerland uh, in the Swiss Romand also um, some um, institutions that can also give advice mm -hmm. advices about this and this, that's important yeah everything that also about contracts uh, don't sign a contract too too early and especially not for a long time this is the worst you can do is is, is sign contract when you are an artist not not a beat maker because this is different but as an artist uh, you shouldn't sign a, a contract for more than two or three years i think otherwise it's um you can be really uh, uh how do you say blocked for a very long time 
Are there any myths around um, your profession? You know, legends or half truths? I don't really know. I'm not sure there, there are really myths uh, about beat making because it's not a job that's really um, very famous, actually. People uh, see the artist, the rapper, or the singer, but not really the beat makers. But what is, what is, I mean, for sure, it's really hard to live on it. Can you be an artist and a beat maker at the same time? Are there examples of this? Yes, of course. <laughs> I'm trying to find examples now, names. I'm not sure to find them now. But uh, yeah, uh, I, mean, I mean, this is, of course, now it's really possible. And it's possible with the technology because it's really much easier to make beats now than it was uh, in the 90s, uh, beginning of uh, the, yeah, the, 20th, uh, 20, the 20th uh, century, 21st century, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, now it's easy. Everybody has garage, garage band and his computer, and actually it's not that hard. It's not harder than this to make beats at the first uh, level, let's say. Mm. Well, I mentioned the beauty of a job like this is that you can do it from anywhere in the world. So talking about digital nomads and working remotely, it's definitely along those lines. Of course, if you can, uh, you know, earn your living from this, you're telling me that, you know, after after the first, you know, the 15 years, you're now, um, you know, teaching. So you're combining different sources of, uh, of revenue, which is important for you. You have a family and so forth. So that said, like, um, what are the avenues that a young man or young woman have in front of them when they want to become artists and specifically beat makers? A beat maker, I mean, the first thing to do is not remain in his, um, <laughs> in his room. A beat maker <laughs> should go out, should send his beats as much as possible to other to artists whatever and actually it's very for me it was very important for my experience to work uh, with a band this means it's not important to have a band but it's important to work um, regularly with the the same rappers or the same singers because this is how you really um, uh, improve it's very important to have um, criticism and to be able to 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 listen to it and then try to to change some things uh, this this is how we we grow actually first thing so this is about networking this is important actually this is something that i didn't really need to do in the 90s because there were few beat makers now we have a lot of big beat makers because it's easier to make beats and it it costs much less money before you had to have equipment and this equipment samplers they cost uh, money Mm-hmm. So networking and entertain this this networking this is important especially and also be able to little by little also to um, be interested by other uh, music scenes because I could also see it urban music it's really uh, music made by young people for young people most of the time and uh, I could see that all the rappers I worked with except maybe two or three now they don't rap anymore so you have to be able as a beat maker then to also work with other people with younger the younger generation too and also be able to uh, as i'm doing now little by little maybe not let's say uh, always make beats but have this artistic direction this means 
from beatmaker to artistic producer or as artistic director. I, I know some beat uh, some beatmakers in France that are now also uh, artistic producers or artistic directors, ANRs for for labels. Mm -hmm. Right, so that's that's a good evolution, and uh, so you are also a producer, meaning that you produce the beat making from other artists. Is that correct? And so you you basically get paid in order to produce it. And um, how much of this, you know, can can actually you potentially earn your living from this if you're, let's say, well known or if you have enough. Uh, clients and what is your relationship to the label that's the other question yes um, as i said i could live um, uh, i could have a living earn enough money for about 15 years as a beat maker but it's really it's it's really hard because um, you never know if the song you worked on uh, will be a, a hit will be a, will be successful this is you, you never really know and now with the streaming actually you get less money than before with the CD uh, sales, for instance. Regarding labels, yes, I, of course, I have relation, I had relation with the, with the labels at the time, but most important is really with the artist. And this means try to send also, try to be able to have a connection with the artist is much more important than having, having a connection with, uh, with labels. Mm -hmm artists or, or managers also. Do you have a story that you want to share about your life as a beat maker and producer? <laughs> Not really, but what I can see in my, in my lifetime, the best beats I did are for artists that really also gave me motivation to work with them. And I, I can really, I realize that I'm, I'm really good when, yeah, when the artists uh, really want to work with me. Mm -hmm. And I can do better than what I did, what I would do for me, for instance. Maybe one story that was also uh, kind of funny or, yeah, um, for me, uh, there is one of the beats I did for, for um, Stress, for, for the rapper, the, the, the Swiss rapper. Actually, a part of it was really uh, made by random. <laughs> this was before <laughs> before uh, uh, artificial intelligence existed <laughs> was complete I, I made a mistake I, I took another sequence of another song and I put the uh, the drums and the, the instruments of a, of the song I was working with and this was quite funny because this made something really good out of it and this never happened actually but it's not really funny <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, that's totally fine. And uh, I'm thinking about any lessons that you've learned from the past that could be useful for the young people of today. You know, of course, there, you know, years have gone by, you've gained your experience, you've, uh, you've learned lessons. Um, do you wish that you had known something in the past that you know today, which would have made your choices different than, than you've done today? Or would you have just done the same exact things? There are two things, actually. First is it's about business, because uh, actually, yeah, I didn't know there were um, two types of rights. When you are a beat maker, you are a composer, and at the same time, you also produce a part. This is the, you produce the music on the whole song, 
and this is also actually your, you also get money from out of it. I don't want to go into details, but actually, yeah, I kind of didn't I didn't get some amount of money because I didn't know it. So as I said before, try to to really um, find somebody that can explain to you how it works. This is very important. And yeah, the other thing would be for is for me the fact, as I said also before, the networking is really important. And as a beatmaker, I think many beatmakers also have the same character uh, as me. We are more like people uh, staying at home and really enjoying working alone or with an artist uh, in the cellar in our studio. And this is not enough. <laughs> so, so maybe, I mean, the best would be to, to get a manager, but the, in our countries, in, maybe in France, Germany, of course, in the States, it's different. But it's hard to find a manager that manages only beatmakers. Now it's getting more known, actually. But this, yeah, I would really try if you, you have the same character as uh, me to, to find a manager because, because he would do the, this, this job, networking, business side and everything. And then you can concentrate on the, on the music side. And the manager would have to believe in you and um, and and then get you as accept you as one of his uh, the artist that he's going to represent, right? Is there any also money involved? Or do you need to pay the the manager to do that? Yeah, of course. The manager really needs to believe in you to believe in what you're doing. This is the first point. And the other one, no, you don't need to pay for it. I mean, the manager usually he takes let's say between 15 and 25 percent of what you're getting mm. so that's really i mean he also for his living has to find jobs for you mm -hmm. and then it's a win-win situation if if it works out right so how is the school helpful I, i i wonder if you had school opportunities when you were young but the, since you're now in a school environment as a teacher in which way does the school help uh, the the young generation achieve what they want to do in, in the artistry, in, in their art? So first, uh, let's say our school, when I'm teaching, is more about, I mean, it it's concerns um, people who want to be actors of the music industry, so not uh, artists first. But we have, of course, also one third of, our, of my students are also artists, mm -hmm. of course. But I would say it's easier to have a living, to, to get a living out of... Uh, let's say a job in the music industry than a, a job as an artist this is really this is this is also important to say uh, the, the career of career of an artist is, is sometimes very short mm. mm -hmm. so we teach artists first about all this bu bu business side and the we teach also the importance of uh, being able, able sorry to to make to to make a team To build a team around them and it, it's, it takes time because you need to find the right persons at the beginning you start with the, your, your friends most of the time and then sometimes you have to find other people than your friends because if you grow up very quickly maybe it's not the case for your friends so yeah I mean really trying to find the right persons and first if it's possible the right manager <laughs> because then the manager has to do this work Last question to you. What are the two top skills that you believe are necessary in order to achieve your goal as a, as a beat maker? 
Of course, we didn't. I didn't speak a lot about about music, but you have to be very good. Of course, <laughs> this means when I say, I mean you have to be, uh, let's say, be able to do what is uh, fashionable at the time, and at the same time you have to bring something special, because now you have so many beat makers uh, that do good music let's say you have all these what we call type beats that are beats that are in the same way as this or that artist that are already famous i mean that's that's fine but I, i'm not sure you can do a career like this so so you have to to make something to, to put something special in your music that can identify your music and actually it's not really I didn't, for instance, uh, if I take my experience, I didn't do it on purpose, but I really liked a lot soul music uh, at the end of the 90s. And it was not that uh, fashionable at the time before, I mean, then Jay-Z uh, did it in, in most of his albums. I don't want to say that, uh, <laughs> I mean, I didn't have any connection with Jay-Z, so of course he didn't get inspired by me. But it's just to say I had some also, uh, at the time, it was sampling. We, we sampled uh, short uh, parts of other songs to make beats. My parents had only a few vinyls at home, and they were not soul music, some of them, yeah, but not a lot. But actually, it was, I think I was very good at taking some very short part of a, of a song and take something completely different with it. And I, did, I didn't have any uh, limit so I was very creative and this is very important because now everybody can redo a beat that was out because with the technology you have tutorials, you know exactly how to do this type of sound in the drums or this type of sound in the bass. Okay, that's cool to, to start, but then you really have to, to come with something special, something different. Otherwise, I mean, you, nobody will listen to you. Great, thank you very much for all these insights. They're going to be very helpful. And uh, I also want to name your uh, your artist name, Peacemaker, which is important um, in the field. And uh, I would love to thank you for being part of the podcast. If you have anything else that you want to say, let me know. But otherwise, I'll, I'm very happy what, uh, with what we've discussed today. And, uh, and I wish you all the best for the rest of your career. Yeah, thank you too. It was, it was a pleasure also to be in this podcast. Just want to add something because I spoke a lot about business and how to do it and everything. I think for me, the first thing, of course, is passion. I spent hours and hours and hours to make beats since I was 16, and I still love it now. It was never for me a job. Awesome. Thanks a lot. <laughs> I hear it often during my interviews. When you love what you do, it never feels like a job. And this is what I wish for you all. No matter what professional path you choose, or which profession chooses you. <laughs> Enjoy Sniper for a few more moments and stay tuned for more job tales. <laughs> Rapproche, tu